I want to offer an apology on behalf of what we call or what we know to be the church as an official having been born again into the body of Christ and then having been graciously given the assignment and title by ordination as a pastor within the local church as well as an apostolic pastor on kingdom business. I offer a sincere apology. There are those, there are many, and I've encountered quite a few very recently who like myself, many others close to me that I know, have fallen away, just come away. And you'll hear something like, I don't deal too much with church folk no more. Or, man, it's a whole lot of hypocrisy. Say one thing and live in something else. And the list can go on and on of the phrases and the idioms and the things that people say and are offered. And even out of my own mouth have some of these things come and proceeded out of my heart before God. However, I, I want to make an appeal today. And I want to make a personal appeal. And I'm making this appeal because God made this appeal to me personally. And I'm making this appeal as a kingdom representative, as a daughter of the Most High, which speaks to relationship, not title or function. I will say this. Before I make the appeal, I will say this. As God's representatives in the house of God, we have many, not all, but many of us have failed the very ones that we were called, chosen, and assigned to facilitate their healing, their deliverance, their salvation, their experience to, to, to help them facilitate, help them to come into right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of us went over our boundary line because all we were given to do was to operate in God's spirit, which is love. And we were entrusted 
with the ministry, which means the service of reconciliation, reconciling them back into the bosom of the Father, that He will teach them how to know Him. That is your new covenant. That is our new covenant. Hebrews 8, 10 through 13. He said, you will need not for any, they will need not for any man. He's talking about the end time. <clears throat> Those that are saved, he said, they will need not for any man to teach them, saying, know you the Lord, for all shall know me. And that word know isn't just an acquainting, uh, uh, an acquainting of oneself with someone. It's the know as in know you, as in intimacy, have an intimate relationship with me, says God. Only God can teach you how to be intimate with him in the relationship you're supposed to have with him. However, rather than inviting people, we've intimidated people. And we've intimidated them many different reasons. I'm not even going to go into some of them. Because none of them makes sense but in that intimidation we have done exactly what the prophet and what Jesus himself said he would not do a bruised reed I will not break and a smoking flax I will not quench and we have broken many reeds and we have quenched many smoking flaxes because they did not line up with our religious dogma and agenda God forgive us now. Jesus came preaching and teaching the kingdom of heaven. He came preaching and teaching and demonstrating the way life was meant to be as one walking with the Father hand in hand in relationship with him we have been quick to want to bring people in yet have no sufficient nourishment for them when they get there or miss it all together because we fail to discern our body. Preaching is good, but preaching has technically one purpose, and that is to ignite the soul of a stranger of God and cause them to want to thirst and hunger after him. I want to say to many that have been hurt time and time and time and time again by what you've known to be, quote unquote, the church. Hear me. That wasn't the church. 
If you walked in free and you came out bound, that wasn't the church. If you walked in joyful and you came out with sorrow, that wasn't the church. If you walked in full of vision, Aboshata, you walked in full of vision and full of life, and you came out on your deathbed, that was not the church. You walked in with the vision of the Lord just bursting in your heart, and you came out with vision aborted, that wasn't the church. We have thought we've been in the church and we've been in the congregation of the dead. But I speak life to you on today. And I decree, even as the word has decreed, that you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You were born on purpose for purpose. And the reason Christ came wasn't just so you could go to heaven. Christ came so you could live in the earth and understand how to walk it out principally centered as now a member of the family of God. As one that has been engrafted by his spirit into his body. So I pray the Holy Spirit as I'm speaking will take these words and will comfort your heart and will heal your heart and will mend the broken places in your life and will cause you to see with new vision and give you a greater discernment in spirit that you will know the difference between the church which is the body of Christ full of life full of love set upon a foundation of love the word says that's how they're going to know us, by our love, one for the other. But Jesus also warned that in the end times, our love will wax cold because of offenses and things that will come. So we are encouraged to guard our hearts, to set the boundaries about our hearts so that the issues of life can continue to flow out from them and the issues of life, that life-giving spirit is what brings life to those that are dying, to those that are dead, it resurrects and to those that have life, it gives more life because it is the light of the kingdom. And light, John 1 and 5, entered into the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. The translation says light enters into the darkness and the darkness does not expel the light. It cannot. If you walk into a dark room and you turn on the light, 
You're not hollering at darkness. You're not commanding darkness. You're not rebuking darkness. You're just turning the light on. Let's turn the light back on. And if you're in the street and you're in the street with God, you can be in the street and still be doing God's business because he got business in the streets. He said, go ye therefore and make disciples of all men. He didn't say, come hither too. He said, go ye therefore. That's what evangelism is. It's going out and we've gotten it twisted anyway. I could be wrong. Don't believe I am, but I could be wrong. And if I am, I'll humble myself and receive the correction if anybody has it. But you better come correct. But show me in scripture where sinners came into the sanctuary. Even from the Old Testament all the way through the New. Show me in scripture where it was a gathering of sinners to worship. A sinner don't know nothing about worship. They're not even thinking about worship because they haven't met the true and living God that is to be worshiped. So we gotten stuff all twisted because religion got us all twisted. We got more numbered nations than we can count or shake a stick at. Denominations, denom to number nations, to number the nations, which was never supposed to be done anyway because that's division. Jesus didn't come preaching that. So for some people, this may be offensive. That's how you know whether you're walking in the spirit of religion or the spirit of liberty. God bless you anyhow. But to others, it's gonna give life. And those are the ones that I wanna to speak to right now. I've been in that place. And very honestly speaking, there's a part of me that's still coming out from it. I know what it's like to be hurt in that type of an atmosphere, that type of a, of, of a situation, sometimes not even intentionally. But guess what? The spirit of religion don't care because its primary job is to do the bidding of antichrist. If it can cause you to fall away, not just from coming to church every Sunday, Okay, let's put, that, let's put that up on, on, on the shelf for just a moment. Not, not coming to Bible study every Tuesday. Let's just put that up on the shelf for every moment. Because you become church and you become Bible study. When you have a personal, intimate relationship with God. And that is not to say not to go to church and not to go to Bible study. No, those are tools. Those are, those are meeting places and they are gathering places for you to come and for you to be able to get more of the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding of the Word of God. But if you have not the Spirit of God, you won't get it anyway. I don't care how many Bible studies and church services you attend. You'll just be warming somebody's pew. But show me in Scripture where sinners came into the sanctuary. They weren't allowed because that's not what that inner sanctum is for. That's why he gave the Great Commission. He said, go ye therefore and make disciples of all men. And when you make disciples of them, it's then that 
they're able to come and congregate to fellowship, koinonia, social. No, y'all, some, not some of y'all not gonna like this word, but look it up in the Greek, koinonia, social intercourse. Not in a sexual way, like as in um, an orgy. But it literally is talking about intimacy where you come together and as one body, as the bride. You're spending time in intimacy with the Father. You're allowing your spiritual womb to be impregnated with the vision of God and the desire of God so that when you leave out from that place, you go out to fulfill it. You go out to birth it out. And it's sad that many that not even not not just not just sinners now that I'm talking about, but those that have been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. I was just looking for a place, a safe place to give birth to what God had already impregnated them with. Find themselves in the position of the very umbilical cord of life tied to their vision, being severed in what was supposed to be the place of deliverance. Help us, Jesus. It's time to do an about face. It's time to do an about face. You're not bringing anybody to Christ. You're not that light. That is the true light. But you're there to bear witness. The word says that no man can come to God except God first. Hear that? God first draw him by his spirit. So don't think you some great thing. No, I led them to Christ. No, he led them to himself. Through you. through you. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep riding this. This is just what was on my heart today to release. And I don't know who it's for, but it's for somebody. It may not be for everybody, but it's for somebody. And I'm pleading with you to give the true church another chance. Let God lead you. If you find yourself having fallen away, again, not from a church, not from a, a, a meeting place, not from a denomination, not from a religious gathering, but if you find yourself having fallen away from God because that same religious gathering, that same denomination, that same religious dogma 
has in any way hurt your heart, crushed your heart, killed your dream. I'm making an appeal for you to give God another chance. By giving the true church another chance, go to God and ask him to lead and guide you to the house, the meeting place that is right for you. See, some of us have been sitting up in places that we've outgrown. And now we find ourselves debilitated or, or, or um, deformed because we've been there too long. It's like you're trying to fit a size nine in a size five shoe. And eventually your foot becomes deformed because it tries to conform to a size that is not. And many of us find ourselves in, not only in, 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 in houses of worship and churches, but also in, in relationships and, and various situations and circumstances that are much like that. You've been outgrown it. You, you, you've out, you, you outgrew it 30 years ago. And for 30 years, you've been trying to stay in something that cannot hold your capacity any longer. It cannot fill your capacity any longer. God expanded your territory. He expanded your border. So I just believe God even now to take the shackles off your mind, to reverse the adverse effects and the side effects of what the spirit of religion and dogmatic teaching have done in your life. And I decree new life unto you on today. That you will walk according to the spirit of the living God. And that he alone will open your eyes that you may see and now know truth from error. And by his spirit rightly divide the word of truth. I bless you on today. According to Proverbs 10 and 22, I just come in alignment with the blessing that God has already put on your life. He said the blessing, not blessings, not materialistic things and abundance of things, but there is a blessing that God pronounced over your life before you were even in your mother's womb. I come in alignment with heaven and the purpose of God for your life. The purpose for which that blessing was spoken over your life. I come in alignment with that. And Proverbs says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh, E-T-H, continues to do so. It continues to make you rich, make you full in everything. No lack, no struggle. You're full 
you're rich because of the blessing God pronounced over your life. And the word says, it addeth no sorrow. Translated, that means there it will not continue to be a toiling situation for you. You won't have to toil to maintain what's rightfully yours. You'll just walk in it. So may the spirit of the living God draw you now back to him, excuse me, back to himself and set you in and around that which will breathe life not only into your soul, your spirit, your body, but your vision. I thank God for you on today. And there is, if this was for you, if you're hearing it, and you've allowed yourself to get to the end of this matter God says thank you and I say thank you and welcome home Amen